Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. back to the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. Hunter Lowry here. I'm a financial advisor in Northern California, and my goal is to help you to create a family legacy, not just short-term wealth. Well, it's already the almost the end of January here. We're moving right along. The time's going to pass whether you like it or not, so might as well make the most of it and be setting ourselves up for success here. So again, 2020, or 2022, no news to you. The market was rough last year. You know that most people lost some money. It happens. It's the nature of the market. We don't make money every single year. The stock market, as much as I wish it did, (laughs) it never goes up in a linear fashion. There's always ups and downs. But hopefully you were set up in a way that you did not lose a ton of money. Hopefully you didn't lose over 20%. If you did and you had major losses above that, I would argue that it's time to take a little bit of a look at your strategy and just make sure that you actually are diversified. But here's the thing that's hard to remember about investing. And really for me, I I do run into this problem quite often and I'm trying to learn to combat it. So do you ever find yourself in a situation where you might make a mistake, feel like, gosh, dang it, I need to make up for that really quickly. And then when you try to do that, it compounds, it gets worse and worse and worse. And this one, it hits me all the time on the golf course. And I even tell myself not to do this. I know that it's a weakness that I have. I still fall for it. So so what happens is, you know, I might start off the golf round and make a bogey on hole two. Okay, no big deal. Bogeys happen, you know, probably not going to par every single hole. But so I'm not worried about it at that point. Move on to hole three. No biggie. Okay, on hole three, maybe make one more bad shot. And boom, all of a sudden you made another bogey, two bogeys in a row. Okay, now I'm starting to get a little frustrated. (laughs) I messed up twice in a row. I'm getting a little bit upset with myself. These uh, thoughts start to come into my head. The ones that go, come on, Hunter, wake up, man. What are you doing? Get your act together here. (laughs) Yeah, The little devil on your shoulder starts to tell your mind all those things. So now we're moving on to hole four. Maybe I hit my tee shots out of bounds and all of a sudden I make a double bogey. Okay, now I'm actually kind of (laughs) pissed. I'm mad at myself. I know that I'm trending in the wrong direction. And if I do not get it together here, I'm going to have a horrible round. It needs to change right this second. At least that's what I'm thinking in my head. We got to make this change right now. So by the time I get to the fifth tee box, now I'm all amped up. I'm holding the club a lot tighter, ready to just rip it one and make up for all of my bad shots that I just hit on the last four holes. Make it all up in one single swing. Well, guess how often that goes well? 
yeah, never. <laughs> Normally, what happens after that is I take that tight grip, my teeth are clenched together, and I take a longer backswing than normal, I move with the ball as hard as I can, and I probably block it out of bounds right. But you got to know that feeling, whether or not it's in golf, a few little errors in a row, they just begin to compound and build up. And then before you know it, you try to do something miraculous to bring yourself back and just get right back on track. And like I said, I know that I have this tendency in sports. I, I know that you cannot make all make up all of the lost ground in one play. But I just do it anyways. And, <laughs> and nine times out of ten, it turns on me and it ends up hurting. Nothing in life goes perfectly linear. Working on your own personal development, physical health, financial health, whatever it may be, it always has ebbs and flows. And that's what makes it hard to stay in for the long run. The valleys and the days that we veer off track and make a mistake, that's when it's easiest to throw in the towel and just give up on it. So here we are, rough 2022. Now we are beginning 2023. You know, maybe you just made bogeys all last year with your investments and, and they were down and they didn't perform like you had hoped they were going to. Well, what do you do? Do you now grip it a little tighter, grit your teeth, press and swing for the fences? No, it does not work. I'm telling you. <laughs> and it's kind of funny throughout the day, I got two email emails that speaks volumes to this. It was one was about Tesla and one was about Bed Bath & Beyond. Both are hot topics right now and uh, have a lot of news covering them. Tesla was down 80% or so last year, which makes it look really, really like a good bike according you know, to what it was valued at a year or two ago. I mean, it seems like it's lost a ton uh, and a lot of investors are having the thought, if it's that beat up, why wouldn't we get in on this big, huge discount? And then Bed Bath & Beyond, it's gotten back on this crazy meme stock trend and was making huge gains randomly throughout the last couple of weeks. Well, today, one email talked about Tesla beating earnings, and it was up you know, around 10% today. And then on the other email, Bed Bath & Beyond was not able to pay off some loans that it had, and it dropped about 20%. And I get it. These stocks, they are very unrelated for each other, not in anything of similar sectors. They are much higher risk than other stocks. Yes, I, I understand that. But I hear this a lot. You know, let's go huge at a Tesla play. Let's go massive on a Bed Bath & Beyond play and catch some of this run, especially after a down year. It's so easy to want to gain it all back right away. But you can't go that crazy. You can't swing that hard unless you're someone that's okay with flying all over the returns map. That's a really hard game to win. But a lot of people, they think that this is the way that big investors get rich. The big, smart investors go huge at one risky stock, and when it works, you made it. You became rich. But that's not the case at all. I'm telling you, you know what makes people really wealthy? Consistency and being simple. It's boring, but that's what works. And I was talking to a client yesterday. I was doing a review session with them, uh, going over their year-end performance and everything. And I never mentioned names on here, but it's a younger couple that is playing the consistency game. And the numbers that we're projecting them to reach is crazy. They're 28 years old, so they have 31 years left until they can touch their retirement accounts. They're using Roth IRAs, Roth 401ks. They're set up with consistent monthly contributions. And then we have them in aggressively diversified portfolios. And just for numbers sake, you know, I used an average annual return of 10%. And between maxing out Roth IRAs and using 401ks, they're putting in about $32,000 per year currently, which that does not include the employer match, and that does not include future potential bonuses that they were going to get, uh, they will get, and they'll actually probably be investing a lot more than that down the road. 
But if they never change course and starting with nothing, you know, they do exactly what they're doing currently. After that 31 year time frame, they're going to have $5.8 million when they turn 59 and a half. $5.8 million. And again, that's a low estimate. That's not taking into account the raises, the employer matches. They're going to be making a lot more. They're going to be investing a lot more than $32,000 a year. And with $5.8 million at a 4% withdrawal rate, that's an annual income of $232,000 per year for doing nothing. That means that they can work when they want to, not when they have to. And also with withdrawing a rate of 4%, that entire $5.8 million will be left over to their kids. They will have never touched the principal. That's creating a family legacy, not just short-term wealth like I always talk about in the beginning of each episode. And at the end of the day, there are a couple things that we have to avoid with investing. The first is trying to get over aggressive and make up for all the losses in a single week or single month. The second is do not overcomplicate your investment strategy. Set up the correct account types, understand how you are diversified, and have a pro help you select those investments. Then you will win with compound interest and consistent contributions. I'm telling you, consistent contributions and consistent returns will always outperform sporadic account funding and sporadic investing. Anybody really can do it. Get with a pro that can help you build your plan, stick to it, and you will be successful over the long run. And if that's something that I can help you with, if you would ever like help talking about your financial plan, talking about your investments, and making sure that you're taking on the least amount of risk to be able to reach your financial goals, I would love to help. You can schedule a one-on-one strategy session with myself at hunterlowry.com. There's a link to my personal calendar there. So with that, everybody, it's a great day to have a great day. Take care.